Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 61, the Josh Beckett, or the Bill George, Curly Culp, or these are the two NBA, actually ABA players, that wore number 61. Bevo Nordman and Dave Pointyak both were Cincinnati Royals back-to-back years in 62-63. So you know it's going to be a good episode. I'm sitting alongside good friend and host of the show, Big Dill. Dill, how are you? Dill's doing fine today. Third person. Cool. I like it. <laughs> Doge, all the way from Cleve. Our other host, another good friend. How are you? Doge is happy to be with Dylan Teach. Wow. This is a really narcissistic episode so far. I'm not playing your games, ladies and gentlemen. I'm doing well. <clears throat> I'm the host. Teach. Um, we've got a great show for you, brought to you by the Cheap Seats Network, home of the clubhouse and the pick and roll report. Cheap Seats, Superior Sports. Mm. In our first quarter, we're going to have a little bit about the MLB coming back. We had to scrap our plans. Jeff Passan getting on Twitter, putting out some big time news for us. So we'll update you on that here in the first quarter. Second quarter, we have some bad news about the MLS potentially having a lockout, so we'll talk about that. In the third quarter, we'll give a little bit of an NBA update after we got some news, after having a great pod with John Corrales. So if you didn't check that out, please check that one out. It's really, really cool. We play a fun game, and because we had so much fun playing that game, we're going to play it again um, in the fourth quarter. A little name swap here for you, so stay tuned for that. We'll tell you what sport it is when we get there. But first, as always, because we don't want to get hurt, because we're big-time athletes, you know, the proper way to start any event such as this is to warm it up. So, without further ado, I'm going to kick it over to you, Doge and Klee. Give us a little warm-up, brother. Since we haven't had any sports start up over here in America, I'll Ooh. kick it to the to the KBO, the Korean Baseball League. Give them a shout-out. Uh, <clears throat> you know, everyone's fan favorite, the NC Dinos, and yeah. Swole Daddy are still in first. Mm. Uh, with the LG Twins shortly behind, and then my my Deuce and Bears sitting in third. Bit of a rough start for the Bears, uh, but we're hopefully going to be coming through. There's still a lot of games left, actually, so uh, they actually wind up planning on playing 144 games this year. So a lot to be had, as there's only been like 22, 23 games played for most teams. So a lot of baseball for my Bears to to make up that difference between them and Swole Daddy. But... uh, We'll see. I've been I've been peeping these games on the on the old streams just because I need some sports in my life, and uh, it's been fun to keep up with and watch. No doubt, I have not been keeping up with, but maybe I need to start now that the Swole Daddies are still keeping this lead. I thought it was going to be just a little, you know, early season luck, but you know, I guess with 120 games left, it still could be some early season luck. Um, it could be. But I know they're on pretty late, but I know they're fun fun to watch at least. So. Love to check that they out. They save all the episodes, though, so you okay. can just go back and watch some old ones on ESPN. I'll have to do that. I've been uh, I've been doing that. I've been peeping uh, the UFC cards, like the fight nights. Those have been pretty entertaining for the most part, you know. So, you know, but, um, you know, nothing too major. So I'll give my warm-up here. Um, it's a shame when, you know, a good plan doesn't come together. You know, you get a you get a couple buddies together and you make a good plan. You got a good idea, and it just 
Some something falls through the cracks, doesn't work. Well, that's kind of what happened when Roger Goodell pulled a background check on uh, Dave Portnoy, president of Barstool, after he won a charity event where he was going to be able to go into Roger Goodell's man cave and spend the Monday night football game watching it with him, you know, being able to tweet, etc., you know, just doing that whole thing, which would have been such a crazy media event. So it's just such a bummer that we now, after he donated, I believe, a quarter million dollars for this event, that the NFL gave that money back to Goodell. Now, I believe they donated twice that much to the charity, so it's not like they didn't make a donation. But still, would have been cool to see that event. I don't think they're going to have anyone do that event now. Uh, so kind of a bummer. Would have been cool to see Goodell's man cave and just him watching a game for Monday Night Football and all the calls he might get. Or, you know, like, hey, i got to step out of the room for this. Or, you know, who knows, like, what would have went on. So would have been very interesting. But, of course, no, we're not going to get it. And we certainly are not going to get it with, uh, you know, Mr. Barstool, Dave Portnoy. So... Definitely a bummer. Big Dilly, you got a you got a warm up here. What do you yeah, got? Can't risk any soft tissue injuries here. No. So I don't know. With that being said, I have my my throwing arm getting loose here. Got my other arm getting loose here. Yeah. Getting my mouth going here, ready to talk some trash in this game here. Doing my do re fa sol la ti do. Anyway. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, Forbes recently came out with the 2020. Uh, me? I don't. I don't know what it is. That's to be the one, honest, that's the one that you missed. What? <laughs> me? Oh. Anyway, so uh, with the Forbes list of the highest-paid athletes coming out from June 1st, 2019, to June 1st, 2020. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't checked on this thingy that we got thingy yep who do you suppose would be the highest paid athlete and if you already know just don't you don't have to entertain me i know i already already saw it it was like always floyd but like he didn't box so no um and they did current athletes like michael jordan doesn't count correct so it's from the earnings they made last year it's gotta be like Gotta be like one of the soccer players, I'd imagine. Can't be. I don't think it's a basketball player. They don't make enough. Could be. Are they like counting like the Mike Trout like deal kind of right now, like with all that money, or is that not? So I guess he doesn't come in yet. He's yeah, because he hasn't earned. He hasn't that yet. earned that yet, so that doesn't count. So, I wouldn't have been able to guess this. I'm Roger going, Federer. Ronaldo. Okay. I knew you were gonna say Ronaldo because yeah, he said the soccer. It was either Ronaldo or Messi. Um, so Federer, congrats to him for having the top spot. The first time a tennis player has ever held the top spot on this list since the inception of it in 1990. So it's been 30 years, and we've never had a tennis player at the top. So that's pretty cool. And of all years, I didn't think that it would be his, you know what I mean? Like, I thought it would probably have been somewhere in his prime. Yeah, you know what I mean? When he had all those crazy streaks and matches. That just matches. endorsements or what? So contracts, endorsements, um, bonuses, any sort of like deal or like if they have like um, any signing deals or something where they, you know, if they go to like a, a book signing, you know, or whatever it may be, or signatures or whatever it may be. So then second came in, uh, you know, good old Ronaldo. And then third was, was Massey. Then. I mean, okay, here's the breakdown. Federer. Was the third? Massey. Okay. 
Leonard. So, Roger with 106.3 million. Ronaldo, 105. Messi, 104. So, I mean, they're all within 2 million. Um, LeBron with 88 million. Not bad. You know, it's another day in the office for LeBron, racking in almost 100 mil a year. That's not a bad couple months. I mean, that's, like, that's like 50 to 60 million of, like, not NBA salary. He's just raking it. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is absurd. It's absolutely absurd, Doge. So, um, another thing here with the um, tennis conversation. Uh, Naomi Osaka being the highest ever paid female athlete. Which ever? Correct. Wow. Within one year at okay. $37.4 million. Dang. So there's quite a difference there. But at the age of 22, you know, she can hopefully continue this in her career and have the longest career as, you know, like Serena or Venus or um, Caroline Sharapova, Wozniacki. That's a hell of a year to bank on. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's good for her. Uh, Hopefully this is something kind of... What a difference that is that her and Raj... Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, a lot of it's obviously... A lot of it's obviously endorsements. I mean, well, is, she, Federer, is she the top right now? That chick right now, the top ten. Number one, yeah. Or is she just, like, or is she just an up and coming? We'll get the stats team. So I think she was just up and. I mean, I. What am I talking about? I know Coco really Golf, the sixteen-year-old, is up and coming. Yeah, I'm not as familiar with her. Um, I thought Serena. I thought Serena was still number one, but no, she might have got taken away. Stats team is currently on. Do you want to read? Old Jeff Basson while we stats team, or do you want to wait? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, we can move on. Let's move on here to the first quarter. We have some great news, we think. We'll see what happens with the players' reaction. But uh, Jeff Passan recently tweeting out, Major League Baseball intends to propose a shorter season in which they would pay players a full prorated share of their salaries, sources told ESPN. The league believes that the agreement made in late March allows them to set the schedule and it would uh, fulfill the player's prorated desire. An important clarification, MLB will continue discussing alternatives for the shorter season with the players, but believes that this agreement made in March allows them to mandate a shorter season, or excuse me, and is prepared to use that option in absence of a deal without the MLBPA. So they don't have to make a deal to be able to enact the shorter season and pay them the prorated salaries because they're saying the deal we already made allows us to do that. Sure. Um, there's going to be a neighborhood of 50 games. Um, the exact number is being considered, but they aim for a return in early July. It would be less than half the players' proposed length. So, I don't know. Interesting. I'll take it. What do you guys think about the MLB coming back here, potentially with shorter season, 50 games? And what do you think about them just being like, hey, this is the way it is? Like, I am not a lawyer. So I can't tell you if that's legally allowed. It seems like it might be, but what do you think of that? Doja, I'll give it to you first. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, if they don't come to a deal, it's just going to be a, it's just going to turn into a lockout. Like it's just a pissing match already. Um, I mean, the MLB, if they have the power to do it, they just need to get a season done. Then, you know, it's kind of a little shitty, but I mean, it is what it is. Like, if they get them the prorated deal, like, right. the money you would make per game, like, like we said before, like, 
those games that you're not playing, like you're not bringing in the revenue that you would be. Exactly. And you're not putting the wear on your body that you would be in those games too. So like we're paying you to go out and play if you're not playing to make money still for things that you didn't do. I don't know. I told there are lots of people on unemployment that like, (laughs) right. No, I totally agree. I think that if they can get him the prorated, like it actually says, and the tweet, you know, who knows if that's actually true, then there's no way they can't because that is what you would be making if you played those games. Like if they just cut you, you know, halfway right. through the season. So um, if that's true, they ha- I think they have to do it. I think the players might argue that it might not be safe because it'll be a short cram season potentially or something like that. I'm just making this up off the spot. I'm not sure what their counter would be. But as far as the league being able to um, make this happen – I would have to say, you know, tough, you know, tough shit to the players because that's the same card they were trying to play to the MLB with them trying to, you know, prorate the salaries a second time with the first deal that they made. That you know, hey, that you going back on the deal that we agreed into in March? Well, if that's the agreement that the MLB is using to make this happen, I don't know what the players have a stance on here at this point. So it sounds like we might be getting baseball back, which is actually pretty cool, especially if they can get the full salaries, but. You know, this is coming out really, I think, maybe 20 minutes before we recorded this pod, so it's really fresh. So Jeff Passan might um, have to change some data there. Maybe that's just what they're saying, and they're going to change the agreement. Who really knows? But if that's what we're getting, it's going to be great. Dill, what do you think, you know, about the owners flexing their arm here potentially and uh, baseball being back, you know, maybe July 4th? Could be up Clear Lake watching a little ball, boys. So I just got a buzz in from the stats team. Oh, okay. She's currently 10th. Okay. Currently 10th. I think Serena's 9th, too. Yep. Do you want me to just go down the list, 1 through 10? I mean, we're here. Why not? Give them their due. Okay. Good luck with the pronunciation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Come on, baby! <laughs> that's why I wasn't really wanting to. Okay. That's why I really Number wanted to. Number 1. <laughs> no, you go from... Oh, we're going top 10. Yeah. Okay. Naomi Osaka, number 10. Serena Williams, number nine. Doing great so far. Belinda. Belinda. Benchik. Benchik. Number eight. <laughs> Kiki Bertans, number seven. She kind of looks like Oh, Kiki. Bianca Andreescu. Oh, here we got, we got some Ukrainians coming up. Elena. Svitolina. I love that you get what the, rank is she? I love that you get the European. <laughs> Sophia Kenning. What rank are we on right now? Oh, number four. Going oh. to number three. Oh. <laughs> Carolina Pliskova. Oh. Number two in the countdown. <laughs> Simona Halip. Romania. I think it says Romania. Romania. Number one. Ashley Barty. Australia. Okay. So I, just one thing going over this when I was looking at the uh, stats and stuff. Uh, by the way, Serena's the only person who's like even close to 30. I mean, I know she's a, well above like almost to her 40. I think she's 30. Eight. Is everyone else young, you're saying? Everyone else is, like, between 19 and, like, 24. Yeah. And she's still up there. So, yeah. So, 
Um, anyway, back to baseball real quick. That was a yeah. fun little excerpt there from the stats it's back team. back to you. You still have the ball. Yeah. Um, so before Jeff Passan kind of came in here and, and swept it under the rug with the proposal from March, right. Um, right before we started recording here, I'm still on the take that I think I'm most confident or maybe the least confident in the fact that baseball's not going to be a sport this year. Like, I, I really don't think, I think baseball is going to be the last sport of the major sports to come back. With this coming out. That's not what Jeff, that's not what old Jeff says. I don't like Jeff Pass. Like, he's. What's not, up with Jeff? What is up with him? Why do you hate on Jeff? What do you got against Jeff? Dude. Are you trying to beef with him to get him on the pod? If so, I respect it. Let's be. Let's, you know, honestly. I'm not here for that, really. I'm sure he's a much better reporter than I am. I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) He just reported the MLB's coming back. Did you get that news or are you still waiting on the text? Come on. My MLB insiders insiders haven't said. They're they're being quiet birds right now. Because the players don't want to play. He's scoffing. Anyway. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. Do they with, might with, play now if they're going to get their full money. They might, but until I hear something with the players and the players' side of it, we have no idea what's going to happen. Right, but this in, is a step in theory. This, this is, is a step what, in right in the right direction. This is what they wanted, and this is what they can like. This can is do. A, like they're going to get this. So it's just going to be less than. 82 games, which is probably the prorated that they wanted, was the half a season. But if they're only going to play 50 games, you should only pay them for 50 games. Yeah. Like, that just I'm makes freaking sense. Are they playing 50 or are they taking 50 off? They're playing... No, they said... It would be a 50-game season. stats team action there. It be a 50-game season. Because if they start, like, early July, I guess they are missing, like, three months of games. The, the Envisions would run somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 regular season games, sources told ESPN. The exact number is being considered, but the aim would be to return in July. It would be less than half the players' proposed season length. Yeah. My point is, the MLB has been losing a lot of steam for a long time. It's becoming, how do we create more interest in the game? What can we do to have more viewers? How can we speed up the game for those baseball uh, fans who aren't necessarily enthusiasts and they don't enjoy seeing four hours of baseball? Which, I mean, if you have a pitcher's duel versus if you have a 14-14 to game or if you have a game that goes into the 18th or 20th innings, you know, things like that, those are difficult things to struggle with. But they're trying to figure out, okay, how can we have more fan engagement? Okay, so we're going to add in the time between pitches. Okay, we're going to limit the amount of mound visits. We're going to limit, you know, and they're, and they're trying to figure it out. And this doesn't help them, in my eyes, to becoming a better league that is more engaging. Whereas I think the NBA consistently becomes more and more fun to watch. I mean, eventually this could be something where down the, uh, down the road or down the line, there are going to be less MLB teams than there are now, which are they're currently at 30. So I think that it could be something where maybe it goes down to 20 because there's only 20 markets that really can sustain a financial income. Like, I don't know how the Rays are, are seriously a team anymore. Like, I mean, things like that. Or the uh, Orioles. Like, they've just they've been historically bad the last 10 years, and they've just, they just I don't know. The, these teams that are not the Yankees, 
the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the smaller or mid-market teams are being affected much more than these top heavy hitters who, yeah, they might not be raking in the billions that they once were, but their fan base is so loyal that they're going to continue to be around. And I don't know. I I just think that the MLB needs to figure something out, whether it's letting them eat steroids or whatever it is. But, I mean, like, that was such a fun time in baseball. The 50-game season would be crazy because... Every game is going to mean so much. Like it's, it means so much more, and that's yeah. going to be so like the well, like, streakiness of that, or like and the pitchers are going to have ten starts. If you think about it as a right. five, or maybe rotation. they're like, "Yo, get me on shorter." Like I want, I want to rock and roll. Like, so this could be the reason why the race with the opener, something like this, might be a thing now. Like I mean, I know it has been, but I mean, like I don't think they're going to move to a fifty-game season, like league-wide this right, year. For this if, year, if, yeah. if it goes through, I think that the opener. So they don't burn out their thing. starter. Yeah. So that way they can use their starter three times in a week, right. and he pitches three innings. But then it's going to be, okay, well, pitchers are very routine and, and habitual right. in the way they do things. Right. And as a pitcher growing up and playing from six years old to 18, I mean, I enjoy just playing, but they're doing it as a profession, yep. getting paid. Uh, we'll see what that looks like. Um, but they're getting paid to play. And, you know, it's different than a a pastime that I enjoyed growing up when I just wanted to compete against people. And at the end, these are the utmost competitive, you'd think, people who play this game. So, I don't know. I I just hope the MLB has something something to move forward with, not only this season. If my team's suiting up, I want to be out there playing for them. But I think if these guys refuse to play... Like, affiliated ball is not happening this year. Like, at all. Like, no minor league teams are playing. Right. Like, in, in any, like, single-A, double-A, triple-A, whatever. It's like, if these guys refuse to play... Mm-hmm. They'll just call up the minor league guys, right? Yeah, and I'm an owner. I'm like, all right, give me my triple-A boys. We'll pay them less and still field somebody. And then maybe you get a stud out of that. And the people are going to be watching them on the TV because their team is back. I'm saying moving that's forward. Just, that's just negative press on the guys that sat out. I don't see... I'm, like, such a player's guy in almost every situation. There's no way I can support the MLB players if they don't take this deal, if it is what Jeff Passon says, like, on his face. Like, that's a great deal. It makes sense. You're getting paid exactly what you'd be getting paid. So It's, it's fair. I'm not worried about it like you are at all. Like, I think they're coming back. Like, personally. I think just the MLB as a league needs to... Like, I'm not saying this year, but I'm saying that this is a... This is a hiccup that could potentially have a negative effect 10 years down the road. Yeah, they, so we're not having a season, though. If they don't have that's, a season, it's, they'll... I'm, that's what I'm saying. Nothing to do with this. I'm saying just the MLB, like, as a league, needs to figure something out. And, like, separate from people not playing this year or separate from playing. Like, I think that the the interest of the league has gone down to a point where something like this is just going to expedite the process of fielding it out as a major sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's that's def- well known that baseball's been dropping out of the market, but it's just like, it's a different, I mean, like, talking about, like, playing or not, and, like, whether or not baseball's relevant. Baseball's, like, the least relevant American sport right now. And I think it's going to continue to get but worse. Like, well, yeah, yeah that's not got, what we're talking about. Play. If they're one of the first sports to come back, then they're not going to get worse. 
Right, if they were playing games right now or in a couple weeks, like they could have been, if they would have done this, like maybe at the beginning, or if they would have come out with this deal first, then all we all we would be doing on this pod is talking about baseball because that's what yeah. would be on and that's what people would be watching. But they blew it because baseball is slow and old in their ways, like they continuously are. And they gave a crap deal to the players, and they gave a crap deal back, and now here we are in the middle. But yeah, baseball's not relevant. They're not going to get relevant. They're not going to change anything to get relevant. They're not going to give people steroids. So to what you were saying, this could have been a way to But this is not what we're talking about. But this could have been a way to help propel them back to their old standard. Right, but it's not. And they totally botched it. Right. But they're coming back in July. Calling it? I'm trusting the good reporter, Jeff Passon. I don't trust your sources, Bill. For this. Joe's got, got qualms that he never really brought up. With Jeff he has good NHL sources, some good <laughs> NBA sources. I don't know about anything about his MLB sources, personally. Doesn't mean he doesn't have them. I just don't know. It's just hard to take him seriously. Why? Because he's kind of a goofy looking guy? He's just. Dude, like, I don't know. Like, there are things that he says, and I would have to do more research to have. Do you think specific... people would take you seriously if you had that big old beard yeah, on ESPN? Yeah, you should have heard what Jeff was saying about you last week, bro. Yeah, well, I mean, I hope Jeff is talking about me. I would love him oh. to bring up the, the Clubhouse podcast, the Cheap Seats Network. If he if he brought that well, up on. But if other people think the way you do, then nobody wants to take him seriously. I agree. Service supervisor. I just looked up Dylan Luddy's What the hell is that? I don't know. It's probably you. Blending, a li- blending equipment lead team, I guess. Okay. Well. All right, Dylan, you derailed us yet again. This... What's freaking new? Second quarter. I'm done talking about the MLB because it's gonna... coming back. I was going to say that. Get your that negative quarter... Nancy attitude out of here. I think that quarter expired. Long gone. We're... Stale milk. <laughs> Sec... That was a 40 pitch inning. It doesn't Working happen. him at the plate. <laughs> It's like 18 foul balls. Second quarter, MLS did not get a good new deal that they saved. They are heading for lockout. Not looking good. Um, fortunately for you, season ticket holders next to me on the pod, season is looking like it's in jeopardy. Players, Some of the players, I know FC players, did not report today. A lot of players around the league did not report as well. You know, I'm going to kick it to you, Dodge. I know you did some good research on this. You got some numbers. Why don't I pass it to you first, then we'll react. So, Doge, what do you got here on this? Yeah, can we hear some stats, team? Talk about some sources. This guy's got some for this. Absolutely. So, essentially, the the MLS came out with an offer to bring the league back. Essentially, what they said was, we're going to cut the player salaries by 8.75%. And there's like a TV deal for 2023 and 2024, where essentially any TV rights revenue past 100 million for the league would be split to the teams in 2023 and 2024. Right. For like 25% of whatever they make past 100 million dollars. Okay. Um, but then the MLS came back and said, okay, now for 2023, we're gonna make it 10% instead of 25%, and then make it 25% in 2024. Right. So they're cutting players' salary, 8.75, and now they're taking away like 15% of the TV rights that the teams would have gotten three years from now, in 2023. 
Jeez. And right. What the heck? The MLS came back. The MLS Players Association came back, countered, said, instead for the player salary, let's cut it 7.5%. So they're still cutting salary. They right. that. So 1.25% less off the salary. Okay. And they say, let's just keep this deal the same for the TV rights, 25% and 25%. But then they even compromised a little bit, and the Players Association decided, okay, if we're going to cut it in 2023, the profits from TV deals past $100 million will take 17% instead of the 25 that was originally agreed upon. Okay. And the MLS basically told the Players Association, screw you, we gave you our best deal. This is what it is. And if you don't agree to it by Tuesday, June 2nd at noon, which is tomorrow for us, but by the time yeah, people are listening listen to this, to it, pod, right. it probably already happened. If the MLS Players Association doesn't agree to it, then they're going in lockout. Yep. So there were voluntary workouts today that like no players showed up to at all. And it's it's looking very much so like it's gonna go into lockout because the MLS doesn't want to budge at all. It's not it's what it sounded like is that the players association wanted to compromise and the MLS just said no, basically. Screw you. So, you know, in the art of negotiating, wouldn't you have a higher number than what you know, to start at, right? Because like you you don't think you're gonna get it, but you'll say it. Just uh, so that way you can swindle down from there? You would think, right? But then if the MLS instantly comes back and accepts the offer from the Players Association, that's like the opposite of a flex. That's like them just bowing to the Players Association, essentially. So I think the MLS is trying to flex their big boy muscles. I think so, too. I'm not saying I like it. I don't think they have any. I think that's what they're doing. Like, I don't think, I don't know. Were you going to say something here? I'm just, I don't know, I'm interested about your dumb, they don't have any take. No, I, I just don't see, I, I don't see how the MLS that notoriously has been the least popular, we were just talking about popularity in sports, the MLS has been one of the least popular sports in U.S. culture. Internationally, soccer is the number one sport. Internationally... They care about the MLS outside of America. No, they don't. But I'm saying just as soccer, though, as a sport... Right. Internationally, you're seeing them play in other places right now. You see that the Premier League starting in the middle of June or July. Is it June 16th uh, or July 16th? I think I think the Premier League and La Liga are coming back in June. Okay, yeah. my point is these other leagues are coming back. It is June. They were able to find some sort of resolution to this, and with I don't know, maybe it's just me because I'm you know impartial with the FC uh, fan base and fanhood, but. I felt like the MLS was also starting to pick up in general, signing bigger name players, having um, more people starting to watch the games and engage with it. I mean, you see some of the like Seattle stands. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. like they have a crazy, um, you know, out at every single time from their from their fans. Uh, you see Atlanta; they're a new team in the last five years. They've you know, right. all of a sudden grown a really huge nice fan, fan base. base. Huge fan base. FCC. Just from going to the games and experiencing it firsthand, I know what that fan base looks like. So if you have these fan bases that all of a sudden you were you're able to get something from as a uh, consumer, you're able to get something from the game, and then now it's just cut. It's the same thing with these other sports. You're going to look for other outlets to do this, and I think that they're going to lose a lot of steam by not having some sort of season for people to continue to grow and love the sport that the whole rest of the world recognizes as something great. And I, I mean, you just know from like the World Cup when the U.S. is in it, everyone all of a sudden pays attention to soccer. Right. 
as a national no fanhood. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I think this is just going to slow it down. And I think it's unfortunate timing for multiple no, reasons. I, but I totally agree. I mean, we're we're finally getting some bigger name players to come over and play in the MLS and making it yep. you know more relevant. But for the players that are now here in the league. And they, they see all of their, you know, other national team players that they play with in other leagues across the world starting to play. And then there's just this bargaining agreement that's keeping America from starting up their sports. Like, that's just a bad look on these guys. Like, right. do they want to stay here if it's going to be another problem in three or four years? Maybe not. Like, right. for, for that reputation that was starting to grow to just get, like, waxed by... A TV deal that's like three and four years from now and 1.25% of a salary, like, that's bonkers to me. Like, just get yeah. up and play. <clears throat> it's unfortunate. Yeah. It just blows. Dude, sorry. It just blows <laughs> because, like, we're going to lose our good players. Like, we're not going to be able to afford them. Which is why people and they're are not starting gonna to get, draw we're attention. not going to get to see them play. Like, this guy, Jurgen Lokadia, that we're all psyched about, and he had this freaking screamer in that second game that we still dream about going in. Like, that might be the only games he ever plays for us because we're not going to be able to pay, like, his salary because we're not going to have games because these guys can't decide on this little thing. And it's just like, I don't know. It's so ridiculous that they can't come to an agreement like this with the players over such a ridiculous minuscule like amount of percentage when the players had a good counter offer i feel like and unless like they're gonna open up their books and prove that they need to um you know wane off some of the salary in the back years to help cover some of the losses for this year or something then what are we talking about here they're just trying to pull one over on the players again which is such a owner you know, greedy person mindset, and that's not what we need. We need sports to get back together so we can get distracted from all this garbage that's going on in the world right now. Uh, and it's just a shame that two of the major sports are having serious issues with this. I know the MLB had the good news today, but them and the MLS had were, you know, before this pod we were both talking about a poor one out for sports first half because those guys were both not even going to be playing games it's terrible and now we're not gonna have soccer and i don't know we're building a new stadium and what's that gonna look like after we don't have a season right i don't know it's pretty beat so it's a grim topic they need to get like david beckham to give everybody a call and figure it out or something i don't know like he's he might know a little bit about both sides or maybe they do like some kind of deal where like the like, they get, like, extra TV money off the tournament. Like, that goes to the owners, and the players don't get that, but they get their salaries for the season or something. I don't know. you got to work something out, man. Because the owners have got to get some money back to cover their losses, but the players have got to get paid for the games they're playing. And the Players Association agreed to the tournament, too. Right. Okay. Like, they were down for the tournament. They were down to get a salary cut. They just don't want to get that TV deal money swiped from them three years from now when they hopefully are, you know, like <laughs> paying better players. Right. And yeah. things are back to normal. Right. To go from 25% of that money down to 10% for Isn't a that... year, like that's, that's a significant chunk of change three years from now when the MLS is probably a lot more relevant. We're talking hundreds of millions too, right? After another World Cup too, right? Or am I mistaken? World Cup should be... Uh... 
2022, right? Right. So right after that, when we're yeah. going to need players to be making the most amount of money to bring them in after we're all hyped up about a World Cup. Like, that's the owner of them, too, to be like, let's just make a bunch of money after everyone's psyched up about soccer. Like, just, I don't know. I applaud their craftsmanship to try to sneak it in, but I, I'm not here for it at all. So yeah. Anyway, by the time people are listening, they're probably going to be in lockout already. But I'm, I've considered that they already are. If nobody, sh- I mean, another voluntary, but I mean, nobody showed up. It's it's raining on the wall. They're not going to show up tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know why they would. I don't know why they would show up tomorrow if they didn't show up today. That'd be weird. Unless like somebody's like. Protect the shield, bro. I'm here for the MLS. It's like most of these guys don't even play, like haven't played for the MLS their whole career. Like they've been all over. Or they, right. You know, Why should they feel pride for the league? Right. Just joined. <laughs> right. Especially if you're a, a bigger name, like can you imagine Zlatan going through this right now? Like, yeah, wouldn't happen. What a what a joke that yeah, would. He would have be. been out and be like, I'm I'm just gonna sign somewhere else. Then. He'd be like, Zlatan don't know how to lock out. Zlatan play. You can't you can't lock out Zlatan. Zlatan play. And he'll just like he'd like hold his own Zlatan game. Like he'd have a Zlatan league, I'm sure he would. Knowing him. Or he'd just be like Zlatan I'm not Liga. in the MLSPA, I'm the, the ZPA, the Zlatan the ZPA. players. Right, right, right. You come to me. <laughs> oh, that's totally what it would be. That's so freaking funny. Alright, we gotta get to halftime. Yeah. Get rid of all this negative Nancy stuff and get into some good news about the NBA. But first, Dill, we're at halftime. You gotta you gotta let us know where the Cheap Seats Network stuff is. Alright. I'm gonna gonna give a little pep talk to the crew here. Okay. Having a little bit of a sombering first half. Well yeah. Not Potentially. The best, not the hypest. So ladies and gentlemen, this is when it really matters most. The halftime adjustments need to come out strong in the second half. And I feel that we can come back and win this game. In order to do that, check us out on Facebook. Yeah. The Cheap Seats Network. Okay. All right. And drum roll, please. Twitter. Don't know what happened with those there. Twitter at the cheap seats SN. Yeah. Take a swing for the fence with a Jeff Passan type report of what SN stands for. You're live. Camera's rolling. Gotta come up with it. What does it stand for? Stopping negativity. Whoa. Relevant, but no. Second Nationals Championship. It's kind of like a hyphen there. <laughs> okay. SN, this week, or this episode specifically, episode 61, shout out to my buddy Norm. Yeah. Spicy Nougats. Nougats is awful. Why does it sound awful? So, hold on. I like, I like sweet and hold creamy. On, hold on, on hold on, hold on. Spicy. You're coming in here, not that I was thinking I'm ever going to guess this right, but you're coming here with Jeff Passon like set up where thinking it's going to be baseball and you put in nougat? What kind of clues are these? Where are the clues coming from? 
Well, last week you guys didn't understand when well, I. Well, because you were the clue didn't make any sense. I said it was a strong one. It was steroidal <laughs> nationalists. It's not a good clue, dude. What even is a steroidal nationalist? <laughs> All right, fine. I'll I'll skip the spicy nougat. Okay. I just thought there were going to be clues. You've already done it. It's already been done. I thought there were going to be clues so we could actually I have, try. I have six or seven more that I can well, just no, rattle them off. It's too late save for clues. Them. Save them. No, save them. Just try to pop but them. But if in. this was a bad one, then we can... No. We need a strong second half you gotta from our work, team. You just got to work on the lead up maybe to give us more clues into what you're saying. A Jeff Passon-like type. What does that have to do with spicy, spicy nougat? nougat. He's not, you don't even like the guy. Yeah, that makes sense that it was inaccurate on what was actually the word. Anyway, at... That's the connection? On Twitter, at the Cheap Seats SN for Spicy Nougat. Doge, where can we find the Clubhouse-specific stuff after all that nonsense? On Facebook, you can find us at the Clubhouse. Twitter and Instagram, you can find us... Clubhouse underscore TCSN for the cheap spicy nougat. (laughs) (laughs) Spicy cheap seats network. The spicy nougat probably. People probably wish they could come get some cheap spicy nougat. Clubhouse (laughs) underscore TCSN on Twitter and Instagram. So give us a follow. Check it out. Think about our our uh, our episodes. Give us a like, give us a follow, give us a subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, We're hosted on Podbean, so check that out if you'd like. Go to our Twitter page, look for the pinned tweet at the top. We've got a t-shirt survey, we've got a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, and uh, it's getting a little warmer. You might need to keep that beer cold, you might need a clubhouse koozie for that, so pick one of those up, check it out on the survey, we'll email you with the stuff. Uh, we appreciate you uh, supporting us, supporting the podcast, and uh, supporting our uh, you know our endeavors to be a spicy nougat. So, like we said, like, subscribe, follow. Moving on, third quarter. Here we go. Here we go. Um. So after we got some news here about what was going on with the NBA, um, they updated it again, and we are potentially moving to a twenty-two team playoff now. So not 20, not 24. We're on a little 22. Split the difference there. Expected to come back on July 31st. So plenty of time for the players to get into a facility or get to Orlando and warm up and have some training camps, you know, work on some plays, etc. So uh, plenty of time to get warmed up there. A group stage idea likely not going to happen anymore, which is quite a bummer, but there's looking like a chance of a play-in tournament for the last few seeds in the playoffs and maybe uh, for reseeding in general. But as of right now, no group stage and no conference reseeding. So um, do you think there's a reason the NBA is not going to go with the group stage? Like, is there any, you know, reason you could see why, or just potentially there you don't think, uh, you know, it's worth it or whatever. But, uh, and then do you think some guys have been hearing maybe like a swaggy P ISO Joe, Joe Johnson, Nick Young might be getting picked up on some rosters if some players can't slash won't play or if they expand the rosters to the training camp full rosters because there's potential of that um, just expanding it to your whole you know kit and caboodle so you have you know full roster to run there so 
without further ado, Dill, I'm going to get your take on it. What sure. do you think about the NBA moving to 22, getting some time to warm up here, and then scrapping the group stage? At least potentially. It's not dead yet. But so I think the, the biggest factor of not having a group stage from the owner's standpoint is, okay, if you end up picking the wrong teams and giving yourself a worse chance than if you just had what was given to you because you you didn't have a choice, that the risk isn't worth it. I think that that is a single-handedly, like, a single-handed factor as to why they aren't doing it. Plus, nobody wants to be bullied on or picked on, so nobody wants to be that first team and everybody be like, oh, well, yeah, definitely the Kings. They fucking suck. You know, like, right. Kings are going to be the first team picked, or, you know, it's going to be the Magic. But, like, I because, think they're trying to avoid that, too, well, and all the drama that would come with teams picking teams. Be like, oh, well, we want this team because blah, 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 blah. I don't think they want to have all those guys in the same town stirring up all that drama, too. So, And because if they are, you know, coming out and saying that, and they end up losing, all right. then they look way worse. Right. You know, than if they came back into a, some sort of whatever series, and it's a seven-game series, and they say, oh, well... We had three and a half months off or whatever it was, and that's why we couldn't really get it together. Right. Well, at the same point, well, how come they could get it together? So, I don't know. I think that when you have that room for error, per se, as to, like, right. versus the risk in taking that, uh, I think it would have been really cool to see as a fan. Yeah, I would have enjoyed if, it for sure. If I was a Bucks fan, not sure if I would have liked it. Uh-huh. If I'm a... Lakers fan or Raptors fan or whatever fan, I don't know how that would have necessarily gone. But the Cavs are not relevant, so it doesn't matter. Right. I'm sure it would have been nice for some of those Western Conference teams to maybe not play the Lakers or the Clippers early, potentially. But, you know, who knows? Um, I think, kind of like you're mentioning with there with the Bucks wouldn't want to. Mark Cuban said this doesn't really, group stage doesn't really favor the regular season very much. So that's one of the reasons why the owners weren't interested in it. And I don't think they're going to do the reseeding or anything like that because I don't think the East wants to get smoked or vice versa. The West gets smoked and everybody would be like, wow, like, holy crap, we thought the West was so good. But look, the Celtics, the Bucks, the, you know, the Raptors, the Heat and the Lakers and whoever all advanced. And it's like, dang, like we were, you know, like I don't think that they want they want to avoid that. Try to have it as a traditional playoffs as they can so that we can't look back 10 years and be like well you know they really messed with that playoffs and so it doesn't really count like lebron james really only has you know however many rings it's like yeah three and a half i gotta give him a half at least this one but yeah i mean i don't know it's it's interesting we'll see but i know another real quick thing before we get your point doge is that they felt like some of the teams, like the the Pelicans, maybe the Blazers, actually had a chance to make the playoffs if the regular season happened. Absolutely. Because they're only, I mean, the Pelicans are three and a half games back. I think the uh, Blazers are five over the Grizzlies. But the Grizzlies have one of the toughest schedules left, and the Pelicans had one of the easiest remaining. So that might be a reason why they're trying to include more teams um, in the playoffs as well. So what do you think about that, Doge? And what do you think about the NBA returning with this plan? Well, it makes, I think it makes a little bit more sense than the group stage just on the fact that, you know, they, they kind of cut the season just cold turkey. Right. That, you know, obviously 
it's not like the guys weren't playing hard, but if you knew the season was ending right now, you know, those last, you know, four or five games before would have mattered a lot more. Right. Um, so when they're returning to this format, they're also talking about including some bit of regular season before they start the seeding and doing the play-in games with eight seeds. So it, it gives those teams that were kind of right there in the hunt just another opportunity. Right. Uh, you know, this 22-game format would bring in teams like the Wizards, who would probably have a healthy John Wall coming back and playing, which would be interesting. Crazy. Um, you know, it's mm. it's uh, it's just interesting. You know, if you if you took 20 teams and made groups, then, like you said, it doesn't favor the regular season very well because they're just like, here's the 20 teams, and then the records don't matter at all anymore. You're you're playing who you play, and then you could have a, a good run of three games and and make it into the tournament. So. Um, the regular season kind of goes with okay, your your regular season does matter. You're going to get a few more games. Now here's the seeding from there, and then you still get a bit of a favor going into the tournament that way, the playoffs that way, I should say. Right. Um, so I think it makes sense. As much as I would love to see a group stage format in another sport outside of you know the Champions League and, and FIFA World Cup and soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense from a basketball perspective and the regular season perspective to add a few more games and then get the seeding from there. And then, you know, if they want to do their play-in games, you know, that's already been tested in basketball, so they know that's a possibility that right. could work out. So, Totally. Yeah, I they know, added, uh, like, uh, added, like, some wild card teams, so it expanded to, like, kind of like what you were saying, just like in football where it's like you have the division winners and then you have the wild card contenders or something like that like if you had open it up to a permanent 10 playoff team you say in the future yeah, yeah, yeah no you keep bringing up you keep bringing up next year like these things are going to be in place no way just looking as a optimist thinking i mean the nba the nba go. already lets in more than half the teams into the playoffs the way they have it now like, going down the future, letting in more than half the teams into the playoffs, like, you could be in the bottom 50% of the league and still make it in. Right. That's why I'm surprised the Wizards are even, like, like Right, because they're here. not good. Like, why are well, they showing up? Like, so, to that point, typically the eighth seeds are 500 or right around 500. Like, records, like, you've seen, like, 39 and 43 win teams um, make it to the playoffs. But if right. you have, like, three of those teams that are all something like that, then you're like, hey, you have a little round robin, whoever wins the most points out of those three teams gets the eighth seed. Because, like, I mean, the eighth seed relatively, like, doesn't really matter, but right. there should be something, it would be more games for additional revenue that are high stakes. Like, I mean, like, the play-in baseball games for the wild card are super fun to watch. So it's like, oh, shit, like. I just don't think they're going to mess with the playoffs. I think they were just good. They're going to do... Like yeah. another tournament if they're going to add anything, which is why they're going to test the mini play in tournament. Like this, like that's how they're going to do it this time. So they can test that out and be like, see, look, it worked pretty well. What if we had everybody in this and it was in the middle of the season to give everybody a break so we can play, you know, blah, 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 or people can travel or I don't know. There'll be some reason they're going to want to do it, but I don't know. That's a, I that's know, a we longer don't, topic than yeah, you what keep, we have here. We, we, yeah, we don't have time for that. Make believe plans that aren't on the table. We got on the table. Tournament, twenty-two teams. It's going to be exciting. Wizards are in for some reason, but good on <laughs> good on them. I know one Depending thing. On how the regular season games go and how that extra. I don't know how the play-in games are even going to be formatted, but they what we're be talking. 
while we're talking fantasy plans, I heard they might um, potentially do the group stage, but let the oh, first like team in the group stage pick an opponent they only play once, and then they play the bottom team, the worst team, three times instead of two times. So like in our in our bracket, the Bucks would play the Magic three times, or no, it'd be the Kings three times. And then the Celtics only once, probably, because that would be the best team from our little group stage bracket we did last time. So, I don't know. Either way, could be an interesting wrinkle, but I doubt that's what's going to happen since I think this tournament's going to be looking good here. Um, especially since the players have a lot of time to get really prepared. They don't really have too many excuses with starting July 31st or whatever. So They're given over a month, then you get a few warm-up games leading into the postseason, too. Well, it's warm-up for some. It's prove your worth for some others too so right all right boys let's move on to the fourth quarter you got a little bit of fun here before we wrap up the pod um we don't have too much time left but uh let's do the mlb name swap so in honor of the mlb coming back we're going to do it in honor of the mlb being dead actually before this pod stopped and, or started and jeff passing gave us the good news so in honor of the mlb coming back like we said Let's uh let's do a little name swap. So this last week with our guest uh, John Corrales from Locked On Celtics, we're gonna do with MLB players the uh, first name of the player is their skill ability, and the last name of the player is their body type. So for example, and to get us kicked off, we have wow, this is exciting. It's a uh... Heavy slugger. We have Bryce, Soto, and Juan Harper. Both former Nationals. I guess Juan Soto was a National. So, who do you think would have a better career there? Juan Harper or Bryce Soto? Doge, what do you think? Ah. I'm thinking Juan Harper. Wow. Okay. So Juan Soto's skills in Bryce's body? Yeah, I think you still get the just the natural athlete, like athletic ability in right. his body. But like the actual skills and fundamental and discipline sure. you get from Juan. Right. I like I'm it. I'm leaning that way. I'm leaning towards Bryce Soto because you get Bryce's swing and that big Soto body... Give him a couple nut grabs here and there because he's he's in the big Juan Soto body. <laughs> I think that's perfect for Bryce Harper to be extra Bryce Harpery. But I mean, either way, this guy's hitting bombs, just absolute bombs. No matter which guy you're picking, still break the tie. So I, I'm with the I want Soto's body, and I want Bryce's skill set. I think Soto is just I mean. He's just built. Freak, man. He's I mean, crazy. and then when he's standing up, staring at the pitcher, grandma's nuts, just fuck, just give him a good old shake. But I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking Bryce Soto. Bryce. Okay. okay. All right. Let's move, let's let's roll another here. Let's see what we got. A little less contentious. Oh. Okay. <laughs> give me that. Okay. Okay. Wow, interesting yeah, little cross-player action. Uh, Dush. Albert 
Snell or Blake Pujols? <laughs> no, this is a do mixer. you want a monster pitcher or do you want a, just a skinny guy who just can hit the heck out of the ball? So what position are they are they gonna play then? I think you gotta play last name position. Yeah. So Albert Snell is a pitcher. A pitcher. A pitcher with Albert Pujols abilities. Yes. Or Blake Pujols. You have to go the other way around. You have to go name. I mean position? either way. Yeah, I think the abilities have to roll with the. With the position. Yeah. I think so, too. Okay. So. Albert Snell is a is a pitcher. No. No. He's the hitter, right. Blake Albert Pujols. Snell is lanky. Yes. Position player that can still dang it. He's like a Hunter Pensy. Okay. And Albert Pujols. Not Albert Pujols. <laughs> Blake, Blake Pujols. He's like Dontrell Willis, the D train, just a big boy. He's hitting bombs. He's throwing dash. But he's throwing heat. Yeah. Okay. I've always preferred the lanky pitcher, so I don't know if I want the the built pitcher. I think I'm gonna go with the lanky hitter playing the position. <laughs> Boo on you. CC Sabathia, my guy. I don't I'm a know, big dude. boy. I'm I'm going uh so I'm going Albert Snell, right? I'm go- yeah, I'm going. I'm going Blake Pujols for sure. Josh, we're not on the same page here, I guess. We're not. Listen, Blake Pujols is the more fun name, but I, I love a, I love a long, lanky guy that can rock it out of the park. I just love a big old boy on the mound, just intimidating, looking it down. He's got a good Twitch stream still, you know, like streaming on Twitch. Yeah, Blake Snell is. <laughs> My guy. Right. So you figure he's got to take his Twitch stream to the pool hole's body. I don't know. Either way, this is just, that would be a fun switch right there to see who, I would love to see Blake Pujols pitch against, Pitching to Albert Snell. right, Albert Snell, see who'd get the better of who. I just think Albert, or excuse me, Blake Pujols could throw like 110, like just how big he is. Like you could, you could tell me that and I'd be like, okay. Like, he'd be an intimidating force on the mound versus if you had some... Like a bigger Zambrano. Right. Carlos Carlos was an animal. He's a beast. Who are you going? Tiebreaker Dill over here. I would love a powerhouse pitcher who's just a thick monster with a Q. Thick with a Q. Love it. Thick with a Q. Because he he can Hurrah, can he yeah. hit dingers right? I, I would hope. Yeah. So I mean, if he's Does Blake hit, Snell hit dingers, because if not, then no, he doesn't. But it's Albert's ability, right? No, nah. we flipped it on you. Flipped the script because of the position ass. That's right. That one's confusing. We got another. I back on you with another confusing. Because I just spun spun it twice here to keep us rolling. Mike Verlander. Or Justin Trout. Another pitcher. Player. I know, I know. Same body, like Lank to Big Boy. I'm kind of here for him. 
I'm here. I'm here for it again, dude. Give me. Yeah, I'm. I'm flipping this time. I'm here for Mike Verlander, the hitter. I'm here for Mike Verlander. Yep. Just a. He's still big. He's tall. Yes. He's not. He's not as much of a length. No. The pool holes is not as. Or excuse me, the trout body is not as ginormous as the pool holes body. Like the trout body's not as intimidating on the mound. But he's, to me. yeah, he's cut, dude. Oh, he's yeah. He's, he's like a, he's like a Mikey biceps. He's more of like a Mike Lorenzen kind of guy. So, no, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> um, what do you? So think who? <laughs> so okay, so Mike. Mike Verlander, who's we're rolling? Are we all rolling on him? Or are you going? Mike Verlander's the the bigger hitter guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. Mike Verlander over. Justin Trout. Yeah. Like, Verlander's body is just hitting diggers. Correct. Hitting bombs. Yeah. He just hits the ball. Especially with Upton in the stands. It. Yeah, I'll That's take what, it. That was going to be my comment. I was yeah. I was going to say, who, who this cade roll is, but uh, we're going to roll. We're going to spin the wheel and leave it there. Oh! Ooh. Oh, good one. Good one. Good one. Good one. That's a good one. Oh, boy. Wow, how do we keep doing this? All right, this one's crazy. This might be the last one if we get. I might spin it next time and see what we get. But Gary Bumgardner or Madison Sanchez? <laughs> I have to go with Madison Sanchez. I just like the name, and it's the name. But I'm thinking all life abilities go with them. You're gonna and pass that, means that, the, that means that the beer chugging ability goes straight to Madison Sanchez. And Madison Sanchez can just house beer chug four chug four beers at once. <clears throat> it's G- savage. GBG is too good of a nickname for me to pass up. Gary Bumgardner, all GBG. GBG. Come on. Um This is ridiculous. I it probably would be. Madison Sanchez. Dill, what do you think? I'm, I'm going to break a tie here, potentially. I don't know. <laughs> I, w- I would say... He's speechless for the first time. I would say... <laughs> no, no, I was going to say, I would say Madison... I just want to make sure I'm getting this correctly. Because we, the way we're swapping them with these pitchers and... and pitchers. Mad- Madison Sanchez... Is, is in a, Gary's stocky body. Gary's body with Madison Bumgarner's skills. Pitching right. ability, right. And I'm, and I'm talking life skills here, too. That's why I had to throw in the beer chugging. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because that was what threw me over. <laughs> in the dirt bike. Oh, really? I might back up and go with Justin Trout, then. If he can pull Kate Upton. That's a life ability. Can't, can't do it. All right, no back, revokes. Back. Who are you going with? I'm Go. going with. Just still pausing. Come on, dude. Um, making sure I do this correctly. Madison Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah. So you're the same thing as me. Correct. Okay. I'm in. You're GBG. GBG, bro. I'm GBG. GBG, sure. Gary Bumgarner. You kept putting that in my head, and so that's why I kept saying it. I'm like, that's it's not who I'm picking, It's freaking contagious. You know you want to root for GBG. But if my, if my dude's... You know you want to root for If GBG. my dude is Madison Sanchez. Oh, Mad Sam? Yeah. 
Oh, here we go. Perfect. Got a cheater. Yep, got a cheater. Oh. <laughs> Dude, no. If it's another pitcher position player, we it's have not, to not, cheat. It's not. These are actual... Jose Vado or Joey Altuve. The, one of the cleanest guys in baseball or one of the biggest cheaters in baseball, Doge? I can't. We can't do this till Joey. We gotta spin it again. I'm not doing that to him. Plus, a J and J is pretty beat. And we also don't know what Jose Altuve's real abilities are. He cheated. So yeah. then, what? I'm gonna spin a second one. You got a good first name. Pitcher. Sorry, Trevor Bauer. Ooh. Okay. 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 Evan Blackman or Charlie Longoria Doge? Evan Blackman. Ooh, wow. I was going to say it was easy for me. Really? Yeah. And you're on the other way? I'd go Charlie Longoria. Charlie Longo? I'm going Evan Blackman for sure. I love Longoria's game, so if I could move those skills over to Blackman. I'm in. As a not huge baseball fan, to me these guys are fairly similar in um, stature, like career. You know, like you know, like legacy. I believe Longoria is better in terms of yes. like just general career, but I know Charlie Blackman's on the rise. So I think I would go with Charlie Longoria. Give me that Evan Longoria body. It's proven. Yes. It's tested. Except for, I'm scratching that because dude is always injured, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm going to take Charlie Blackman and go with the Evan Blackman because he's actually going to play games for me. And Evan Blackman has all of Longoria's abilities, but then he also has hey, the he's got the, beard. He, yep, and he's got the sturdy body, which is huge. That's important to me. Are we doing one more and getting the buzzer beaters? Or no? One more. All right, let's do one more. Let's one do more. One more. Oh, baby, now we got to go for a little pitcher action here. We got a first pitcher. Wow, and they ask me you shall receive. Clayton Bauer or Trevor Kershaw? Ooh. Phil? Mr. Analytics? Okay. Or Mr. I Got Cheated by the Astros. I'm going... <sighs> I, know, I know where I'm going. Trevor Kershaw. Yep. I want Trevor Bauer's weird, tink weird tinkery mind in Kershaw's lefty body. Because I think he would just nerd the frick out for that. Um, We're all in agreement on this one. <clears throat> and I think it would be cool if the guy who's as good as Kershaw was as vocal as Trevor Bauer. But don't get it twisted where Clayton Bauer would throw some gas. Clayton Bauer's throwing gas. Just straight gas. Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm love I think the Trevor Bauer Trevor Kershaw, excuse me, would tinker with that curveball big time and that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, as lefty? Right, just lefty, yeah. Oh dude. He's winning Cy Young from 2020 to 2030. Wow. Every year. 
Ten, just a ten-year bop. Just the whole decade. Wow. All eleven years. That's pretty exciting. Well, yeah. well since we already know who's going to win the Cy Young for the next ten years, let's move on. Let's end. Let's end the show. Bill, back to you. Buzzer beaters here. What uh, What do you got here to end the show? Where do you want it? Just give me a layup. You know, I'm going for a layup dunk potentially. Something easy. Um, you know, with my vertical ability in a different body and my skill set. So, I mean, I, you know, with the name swap, I just want to dunk, you know. Okay. Dylan Williamson. Or is it Zion Letty? I'm dunking it either way. The UFC, ladies I'm and gentlemen. definitely taking Dylan Williamson. Are you kidding me? Your skills in Zion's body is not as fun as Zion's skills in your body. Can you imagine Dylan just jumping over cars to dunk it or whatever? It'd be ridiculous. <laughs> the what if. Anyway. And Zion just like walking down the hallway. Just like. So. Can't even get it out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Don't put yourself in Zion's body, bro. <laughs> I'm glad that the UFC has been something for me to look forward to on yes. Saturdays. Big one. You I know, know about that, this one. No, but when you told when you were talking about this earlier in the UFC, I was I didn't want you to go too far no, into I it. Didn't, I didn't. Which is why I, I was eking earlier. Um, but before COVID ever started, I probably watched less than a handful of fights, right. let alone like a, an entire uh, night's worth of fights, and I've done that twice now. And we're gonna do it this weekend. And the it's other huge fight this weekend. The other weekend, it was uh, I wa- we watched from what six o'clock to eleven fifty three. I think when uh, Overeem finally, yeah, when the Alistair Overeem. I've uh, done that four times since COVID started. Like I watched four whole UFC cards from and I, six p.m. till they end. That's like. And it's been pretty entertaining. Right. And contrary... I liked it, but I don't know. I'm, I'm here for it right now. Right. Contrary to like what I was not. saying about the MLB and everything, I think the UFC hit it really well with opening this sport up to a group of fans that didn't really know anything and or doesn't really uh, follow it closely to give them an opportunity to not only learn what it is, but give them some good fights too and see what the potential is. I'm just I'm laughing because we're talking exactly about what we would be talking about if baseball should have done. We're sitting here like, dude, the UFC is so freaking in because they got their stuff out and it's cool. When baseball could be doing the same thing, we could be talking about baseball in the same way. I just had that little um, whatever epiphany, and it's just like that's so freaking funny that we're sitting here doing the same thing. Yeah, baseball, soccer, either one of them, dude. Right, to be owning the market right now. Right. And, um, you know, UFC, I, I've also gained some respect on the, like, st- uh, strategy behind it and some of the tactics. I think it's interesting to see the people who do different, like, the, what their upbringing was. Like, right. if they're uh, MMA right. or if they're, you know, jiu-jitsu right, boxer, or right. if they're boxers, Kick you know. Boxer, so sure. and, you, and you notice that in the fight, like, oh, this guy doesn't want to get on the ground because they know if they start grappling, then so-and-so is going to start, you know, start t- conquering the fight. Or when we're sitting here, you know, Tej and I, and we're going over, man, like, I think if it goes to decision, like, I think this is who's going to win. And then, like, not all the time, but typically we're, we are understanding 
what the fight is looking like. I have no idea how to actually score it, but as far as like the what the judge's outcome of the score is, I think we're we're getting an understanding. And I think that UFC as a sport, um, looking at it from ten years ago, you know, it seemed like a semi professional amateur type thing, and now it seems like a legit. This is a sport. You know, um, Dana White has an idea of where things are going and kind of how to keep getting better. And I think it's great just as a, you know, entrepreneur, as a sport, as something else to compete in. Um, and, it, you know, it's it's an outlet for some people who in, in many different upbringings can have this. You know what I mean? Right. And um, you see all the different stories from the, the fighters now. I mean, they come from all sorts of different places. Right, all um, over, yeah, for sure. Not just physically, like geographically, but just their upbringing oh, yeah. or right. everything across the board. So it's very diverse, and it's it's cool to see. So just uh, looking forward to some more. Huge card, Dale. By the way, just since you don't know part, like just wet the beak a little bit, keep you some, keep you going this week. I'm not, I'm not in tune with this yet, but I'm getting there. UFC. 250. So this is a main big time card. That's right. That's right. Amanda Nunez versus Felicia Spencer. Uh, I think it's Brazilian versus Canadian, like the best woman's fighter ever, versus uh, another up-and-comer there. And then a bunch of other really good fights on there. Uh, a lot of a lot of records here that have a couple of undefeated boys. So um, that's going to be a really good card. That's this Saturday, so check that out. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. So there you go, Dylan. We got another one. I forgot to mention this, but it's been fun to bet on him, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. We've enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Anyway, Doge is. Are you up next? Is yeah, give it to Doge. Who's, who's shooting next? Give it to Doge. Doge, I'm I'm playing point guard as hmm. Dylan Williamson. Just kidding. <laughs> Where do you want the ball, Doge? Tell us. Certainly not John Stockton. I'm uh, I'm taking it right at the free throw line, faking it. Oh, couple dribbles and the and the little finger roll. Yeah, right. is that a sham god that you're giving them? It's kind of like a sham. Wow. It's like a rondo. You give him a chamois? A sham wow? Like a rondo-ish. Yeah, so... Um, okay. It's upsetting to say, but it's looking like Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga is going to wind up buying their way to another title for the eighth year in a row. So I, had, I was curious as to what that salary really looked like because I never really looked at it before. But Bayern Munich by far is paying the most money for their team. They currently have the highest salary per player at about $8.12 million a player. Obviously, they have some guys making a lot more than that. They've got some guys making less than that. The next highest team in the Bundesliga is Dortmund with $4.97 million a player. So just a little bit more than half per player what, what Bayern's paying for their payroll. Right. Put that into perspective to the lowest team in the Bundesliga at the top league, Paderborn, who Dortmund just smoked six to one this week. Thanks. <laughs> they're they're spending 0.42 million per player. So like one almost almost like one twentieth of what Bayern is playing per play or paying per player. And what was the score? Care. What was the score there last game? Like twenty to one. Jeez, dude. I I don't know, but does the goal differential? Bayern got another win this week. They're up. Um, they're up seven points with five games to play. It's looking like money came through again. And yep. the expensive roster in Germany is going to win another Bundesliga championship. 
Yep. That's pretty pretty typical for that league, which is such a bummer. Yeah. Maybe next year with a full Halan season, you might uh, be able to peep the Jeed. So you said, uh, Holland didn't bag any goals this time either, but Sancho came through with the hat trick. I, I love James Sancho. Right. Well, I'm just saying, um, in general, if you got him for the season, you might bring oh, some yeah. more stuff, you know, rather than if short I've got Sancho stand. and Holland in for a full season, <laughs> give me that. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it looks like the last two times that those teams have played, according to the Staps team information that we can find on the rip, yeah. Have both been three to two finals. By Paderborn and Bayern. Yeah. Wow. So there's no way they played their guys then. I mean, they have. They moved. probably played backup, backup boys. Uh, it could have been around Champions League time, maybe. Who knows? That's what I'm thinking too, right? Nabry or no, he would start. Serge Nabry and Lewandowski. Dang! So they clearly played their boys. They started Levo. Wait, they lost. No, no, no. They won oh. both games 3-2. Oh, you only said two names, so I was like, whoa. No, no, no. Those are... <laughs> Lewandowski had two goals. So. Right, well, that's... I figured that after. And then... Popped off, of course. In the game before that, when they played, it was Nabry with one goal, Coutinho with another, and Lewandowski with, with a third. Ooh, Lewandowski scores in the 70th plus minute in every game they play. Yeah, he's a he's a beast. Which just seems... He just scores all the time. Yeah, he just, he's just a scoring machine. So... All right, boys. I'll end the show here. Where you want it, T? Um, you want, you're just taking it up the floor. You got it inbound to yourself. This is a solo. I'm pulling it out high, top left of the key. Okay. And I'm talking smack to the defender just like Paul Pierce did to Al Harrington. I'm pointing at that left corner three. I said, I'm going to step there. I'm going to shoot it. You're not going to be able to stop me. So just get ready for this just banger here. Okay. Um. I'm rocking a jersey. I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to have to do this. Not that I don't mind doing it. But uh, today we're rocking Real Madrid jersey. Got this while I was in France, uh, in Paris, uh, with the Glee Club boys. So, shouts out. Had to get a little uh, little gear there. Uh, also picked up a Cavani PSG jersey from my brother Patch. So oh, shout hell out yeah. At the PSG store. Sweet. Yeah. Hopefully he can get to the MLS um, but maybe for our roster, not going to happen, I bet. Looking like he'll probably go to Beckham's team, potentially. But that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to give a special shout-out to Elon Musk and SpaceX for the Falcon 9 uh, rocket launch that was successful this past weekend. Um, you know, with everything else that's crazy going on in the world, nice to get a little win here, something cool. Uh, the videos, other than the one that they actually had broadca- broadcasting, which is hilarious that it glitches out right at the landing and then it's perfectly landed they released some other videos of like an outside view of the rocket landing um of course you know there's always a chance you know people can edit some kind of video like that but to me it looks really cool and if that is uh the falcon 9 rocket going into orbit and then coming down and landing at a specific plotted point that could be some serious uh you know good news for technology and space exploration potentially so I don't know, something cool, something interesting to do. Maybe we'll get a little uh, Space Jam, you know, in in space, or, you know, hoops on the moon or something. Who knows? Uh, but either way... The only place that I have hops. Oh, yeah, I could, I could, sir, you could jump like Zion on the moon. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, either way, cool stuff. Hopefully they can do more cool stuff like that. Um, and, you know, hopefully sports come back so we can get distracted from... 
like I said, all the stuff that's going on, all the crazy stuff. But, uh, boys, we appreciate you being on. Doge, thank you for coming on here. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, boys. Dill, thank you for being on. Absolutely, with the uh, Falcon 9 superconducting nanotechnology. There's no superconducting nanotechnology on the board. Anyway, thank you. It's been a good pod. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. This is The Clubhouse.